Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. If you're considering using MCT oil, or are just curious to find out if there's actually any signs behind the hype, please join us today and we'll update you on what we know so far. We're going to outline exactly what MCT oil is and why it's thought to support endurance exercise. We hope you find our discussion interesting and it helps you to make a decision on whether MCT oil is for you or not. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionists, friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance. And especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for a guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. everyone welcome back I'm Aileen and I'm here again with Karen as always and uh, before we introduce our topic for today uh, we thought we would do our usual and share something personal about our nutrition or running so Karen hello hi Aileen hi you are there good um I just wanted that the question for you today is I know that recently you've um, been introducing more sort of trail running and endurance uh, running to your your training program. And I know you've done a few events in that sphere as well. And I was just wondering, how are you finding them? And, and have you noticed any performance benefits or any disadvantages because of that change to your training? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually, Aileen. And and hi again, and hi to everybody listening. Um, I, I I have to say that I'm really enjoying the style of running, and I I've also met some really great people both on my training runs, um, but also on the various trail events that I've done recently. Now, thinking about my performance benefits I think possibly indirectly because what I find is that this style of running is really helping me to build strength and to build stamina which clearly is going to support performance overall Um, also I am finding it doesn't seem to aggravate my chronic glute issue quite the same and I think that's probably because the terrain is much softer underfoot you know usually I'm pounding the streets and pavements and although we've got the river close by it's still sort of tarmac paths that I'm running on so I do think that all of these things together might 
indirectly be supporting um, my performance. But I have to say, it's definitely not supporting my speed. And and I think that is because trail or fell running, as it's it's also known, is a a whole different mindset, um, where at times you're actually walking. It'll be brisk walking, but you'll be walking up the hills. Um, And, you know, the mantra is if you can walk, walk it faster than you can run it, then walk and conserve energy. And um, I have to say, when I'm doing these events and these runs, it does take me a while to get my head around it um, when I'm in trail running, because it's just not what I do, just not what you do as a road runner. So um, it takes me a while to get my head around it. But once I do, I have to say, I find it really liberating, because I don't have to think about my speed and I don't have to beat myself up if I feel that I'm I'm going slow on hills and things so um so, so I do find it really liberating it'd be interesting to know if there's anybody else out there that can relate to this mindset and and if you can it would be really great to to hear your stories and um so do get in touch with us and if you're open to it, um, you know, regarding your stories that you have, it could be something that we would share in a future episode. So, um, so do get in touch with your sort of your your mindset um, stories around your training. So, anyway, oh, that, that's- that would be great, Karen. And um, it's it's good to hear that you're enjoying it so much, and you know, you're getting out of the city and enjoying um, different areas. I know from our bits of conversations in between time uh you know you've told me about some of the people you've met and I guess you've got a bit more time to uh, interact with people when you're on a trail run maybe than if you were doing a different kind of um training or or race and, and I was thinking about you recently Karen uh, because I was walking um just two or three weeks ago I went walking in the Cleveland Hills and it was part of the coast to coast walk that I did um last summer and um it's in an area that's not actually going to be very far from where you and I are planning to have one of our business retreats next year and while I was doing doing the walk with my friend and and their dog um I was thinking oh but Karen would really like this because I came across quite a few trail runners who were out and about mostly on their own and um I just thought you'd really like it there so um you know I've got that in my mind when we choose our venue of wherever we're going to stay um but the other thing that crossed my mind too was maybe I should get practicing so that I could do some trail running with you um so that might that might be a goal for next year definitely Definitely, Aileen. I'll hold you to that. (laughs) Girl, though, (laughs) I think I think I'd be okay at running up, but I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable running down. Um, But anyway, um, something else. Yeah, that is a skill that you know I'm still trying to master. um, But but it can be done. So never say never, Aileen. Mm. Well, watch this space next October, see what happens. Okay, so today uh, we're going to. talk about um, an ergogenic aid. So we're going to talk about um, our focus on MCT oil for runners. And MCT um, is uh, short for medium chain triglycerides, um, but everybody refers to it as MCT oil. And MCT is a derivative of coconut. And um, 
probably people, you know, you may have heard of MCT oil or you might have read about it in the media. There's a lot in um, magazines and newspapers um, about MCT oil. And, and there's talk about how it might enhance your health or perhaps your sporting performance. Um, so as a runner, we'd be interested to know if that's the case. Um, so, you know, if you're listening today, you might be considering using it. And if that's so, then you're in the right place. This episode's for you. So what we're going to do is exactly sort of explain what, what it is and uh, why it's thought to uh, support endurance exercise um, but also we're going to ask the question is, does it actually support endurance exercise or not? Because as we say, there's a bit of hype. Um, so what the three things that we're going to outline today are to begin with, why are we talking about coconut derived MCT oil? And then we're going to um, go into a little bit more detail about what the MCT oil is and how it is thought to support a runner. And then we're going to finish off with um, giving you some tips on how to introduce it into your meal and supplement plan, um, if indeed it's appropriate for you, because it may or may not be. So hopefully we'll give you some clarification um, as we go on. So Karen, um, over to you. You chose this topic. So why did you think it was a good idea to talk about this today? Well, Aileen, the principal reason is because of all the hype about it as a potential, what was known as an ergogenic aid for athletes. And I think that many runners, just like the general public, are always looking for that magic bullet um, to optimal health and to peak performance. But the science behind the hype is often lacking. So, I thought it might be helpful to maybe dispel any myths around MCT oil, whilst also looking at its potential benefits for general health and performance from an evidence-based point of view. So that was my thinking. Okay, well, I like that approach. It's always good to look at both sides of the argument, isn't it? So um, just to give everybody a few statistics into MCT oil as a supplementation product, this is quite um, amazing, actually, this statistic. So um, this is a US-based um, statistics company who quoted this year in 2022 that by 2028, the global revenue from MCT is expected to top $1,063 million, which is a huge amount of money. And um, you know, that's up by nearly 6% on, on current revenue. Um, so the demand for MCT oil isn't just from athletes, but also from a surge in demand for natural cosmetics and varying uh, health benefits that, you know, it potentially could support. So things like having uh, appropriate body composition, um, that it will also help produce something called ketones, which is known to support brain health, and it can also help digestive health. So, you know, we know that MCT has been around, you know, for a long time, actually, since the 1950s, um, when it was um, produced and became popular um, in the USA. Um, but it would be really interesting, Karen, to find out a little bit more about what happened back then in, in that decade. and. Um, how MCT was initially used compared to how it's being used now. 
Yeah, absolutely, Eileen. And like you say, MCTs have been around since the 1950s when refined oils were becoming really popular for various reasons. Um, now, the byproduct of the oil refinement process of coconut oil specifically are uh, medium chain fatty acids. And it was acknowledged at that time, so back in the 1950s, that a use for these medium chain fatty acids was needed. So they started to study them. And through these studies, they developed a production method for the MCTs. And at the same time, scientists were looking at their use as, as non-fattening fats, actually, and for energy supplementation in patients with certain disorders, health disorders, including um, lipid malabsorption, so, so that inability to absorb fats um, efficiently and appropriately, also in liver dysfunction and other sort of malnutrition-associated conditions. So there was a lot of research going on in the 1950s around these MCTs. Now, fast forward 50 years, and a great deal of research later, at the turn of the century, these MCTs were well established as um, an energy source. So they were well established, well researched um, as an energy source for patients with malabsorption conditions. And these malabsorption conditions included things like short bowel syndrome, celiac disease as well, Crohn's disease and pancreatitis. But... They are also known to um, enhance fat metabolism. Therefore, even more recently, have been studied to determine really their potential ability to help reduce body fat, help with weight loss and, and or weight maintenance, depending on the individual. Also in helping reduce the risk of developing metabolic syndrome. So indirectly supporting heart health as well. And uh, um, the other area is sort of really looking at preventing frailty in the uh, in the elderly. So through the through this, the ages um, and the years, it's been it's there's a lot of research gone into MCT and how it could be supportive for for general health certainly. Well, that's really interesting because I think a lot of people just probably think of it as being something new, sort of a new age thing, but it's <laughs> you know. You say it's been on the go for decades and decades and uh, lots of potential uses um, for it. So, you know, from what you said, there's there's lots of general health benefits to consuming MCT oil. Um, so where does the exercise and performance fit into all of this? And what research have you found that's dedicated to this area, Karen? Well, um, Aileen, uh, Oscar Jürgendrup, who we we really like and we talk about um, often, he and his colleagues carried out some studies in the 1990s. And what they were trying to do was establish whether MCTs could be an additional energy source during exercise because it was well established that um, it supported energy. Now, they they wanted to establish whether these MCTs could be added to carbohydrates, so, which we know is an already well-established energy source. But by combining them, would it enhance energy availability? Would it increase fat metabolism, therefore spare glycogen. 
So what they did, now this is all using oral um, MCT oil. Uh, all, the, all the research has that, that certainly that I read was using it orally. Um, now what they did establish was that um, this MCT oil may serve as an energy source in addition to glucose during exercise. However, what they also discovered was that the digestive system could only tolerate small amounts of MCT. And because of that, that really limited its contribution to this energy availability. Now, they suggested due to this um, the effects on the digestive tract or the digestive system, that the contribution of MCT really was as low as between 3% and 7%. And on top of that, um, the, the, the other area that um, didn't seem to be supportive was that they, they didn't observe any changes in um, fat burning, so that fat oxidization, that fat metabolism, and it didn't seem to appear to um, spare the glycogen either. So all these areas that they were looking at, it was it, it wasn't that supportive. Oh, interesting. Mm. So 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 far we've looked at the origins of both using. MCT both as an ergogenic aid and for general health and you also mentioned some health conditions so I think it would be a good idea just to um, delve in a little bit more to find out uh, what MCT oil is and how it could support a runner or not I mean you, you've sort of given us a little bit of a, an overview there Karen but there's probably more to it, I suspect. Mm, absolutely. So so just to um sort of think about these MCTs and what they actually are. Um, so they're, they're medium chain triglycerides, as we said at the beginning, and they're actually a form of saturated fatty acids. And they're generally made from coconut oil, as, as you explained, Karen, and they get their name due to the length of their chemical structure. So, um, you know, people may have heard of things like short chain fatty acids and medium chain fatty acids we're talking about today. And there's also long chain fatty acids. So coconut oil um, is made up of these MCTs and actually uh, a coconut oil is sort of 62 to 65% of the makeup of coconut oil is MP MCTs. Whereas when you get the uh, sort of the produced MCT oil, it's 100% MCTs. Um, now, you, you talked earlier, Karen, about um, the body digesting the MCTs. So how that happens is that the, the MCTs are broken down by an enzyme called lipase, and that enzyme's in the stomach and the duodenum, and it gets broken down into glycerol and um, and the MCFAs, which are medium-chain fatty acids. So that's just breaking them down a little bit longer, a little bit further, rather. So what happens is that the medium-chain fatty acids are rapidly digested and absorbed much quicker than the long-chain fatty acids, and once they're absorbed, they travel directly to the liver where they have a thermogenic effect. So they're used as, as energy. And that's the thing that's thought to positively affect metabolism and metabolic rate. And it's this thermogenic effect, which is thought that um, is the, the reason that we can have MCTs as a fuel source in, in sport. So that's sort of a little bit of background to sort of the general science around it. Um, 
But Karen, is there any more information about how they could support a runner? Yeah, and I think may is the is the key word here, here, Alien, because the jury is still out regarding its true value as an ergogenic aid, like I, I sort of alluded to earlier. Now, the, the papers um, that uh, Jukendrup did were back in the 90s. He then did a review, his own blog review of those papers in 19. 19- in 2015. And then I was actually reading a review paper um, written by Chapman and Co. In tw- and that was done in 2022. So this year, so really recent. And it was titled The Effect of MCT Oil Supplementation on Endurance Performance and Substrate Utilization in Healthy Populations. Now, what they concluded in their words, and this is a 2022 paper, is that MCT oil showed very little to no ergogenic effect on exercise performance and substrate utilisation in healthy populations. Future research is needed to examine the effects of long-term intake of MCT oil alongside various diets, perhaps a ketogenic diet, on exercise performance within different sports and exercises in a variety of populations. So there was basically saying it it, it didn't it didn't work for the um, the endurance performance and as it uh, in in the studies that have currently been done. But there is room for more research to find out more and that it may be useful in some populations or, and in some sports um, going forward. Now, this paper reviewed a total of 13 studies uh, where they compared an intake of MCT oil and carbohydrates combinations for fueling and for performance versus carbohydrate intake only. And the results were mixed um, from from some suggesting no significant improvement in performance to athletes consuming MCT were slower. And then there were others said MCT hindered performance and also MCT provided no positive or no negative performance benefit. So a real mix, but mostly saying that it's not going to enhance performance. But as always, there does tend to be an outlier. And there was one study that demonstrated a positive effect, and that was using that combined MCT oil and carbohydrates. Um, But what that one study did say um, or note was that there was a negative effect when MCT was taken alone. So I think it's just interesting um, data that's out there at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, I'm guessing that it really depends on the person that's taken the MCT oil and what their their nutrient status is and what their biology is, whether they get the benefit from it or not. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot more to be taken into consideration, as there always is when you're um, when you're looking at research. Yeah. And something else that you mentioned earlier, Karen, was that in Jokendrup's study, um, they discovered that in athletes, the digestive system could only tolerate small amounts of MCT. Was that something that the review paper that you've just been talking about discussed at all? 
Yeah, it did actually, Eileen. And what the review paper observed, um, their results observed, observed was that that many of the studies, so seven out of 13 of the studies reported um, gastrointestinal issues with the acute intake of this MCT oil. Now, they suggested these symptoms may be dose-dependent and um, tended to occur during or after exercise. And the symptoms included uh, nausea, vomiting and diarrhea, all of which really are quite debilitating symptoms. And um, interestingly, they also supported Jochendrup's theory that an MCT oil intake of more than 30 grams at one time um, potentially triggered these these symptoms. Mm, so yeah, another another interesting uh, thing to consider if you if you're thinking about trying it. Um, yeah. So from the studies that you mentioned, Karen, and the information that you've shared with us, it sounds as though MCT oil would not be recommended as a an ergogenic aid for a runner. Would would that be your take on it? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, that its use as, a, as an ergogenic aid should should really not be recommended to athletes. I think more studies do need to be completed, um, most definitely, um, so that that the the, um, the evidence is is substantiated. But uh, I do think it could possibly be used to support health generally and body composition, uh, which could potentially lead to having a positive side effect on running performance. Um, So, for example, I'm thinking here that um, MCT oil um, is thought not to slow down that gastric emptying, um, whereas most fats are, are known to keep food in the stomach for longer. Now, this means that key nutrients required for performance are going to be delivered much more rapidly. So I'm thinking here, for example, of calcium, magnesium, amino acids, and and, and the fats, um, the, the fats help to absorb these uh, amino, the, these um, nutrients. So the MCTs are going to help them be absorbed more rapidly, therefore support um, performance. Also, MCTs um, are more rapidly uh, absorbed generally in contrast to, to, to most other fats. And again, that's going to support this efficient delivery of nutrients to the muscle cells. And, and once absorbed, these um, MCTs themselves are transported um to, rapidly so it's almost like it's it, it does go via the the liver but but it's all done really rapidly um unlike long chain fatty acids where the process is much much slower and um the other thing about mcts is that they're um converted to some of them are converted to ketones in the liver and the ketones uh, are then potentially used or could be used as a fuel for um by the muscle and um and then that that mcts can be used as as more rapidly as a fuel. So within minutes after ingesting it, it is possible to see that the the these medium chain um, triglycerides have been oxidized in the muscle. So there are reasons, you know, that they could be supportive. 
Yeah, and I think from what you're saying, I mean, you know, we know performances, you've got to see it holistically, haven't you? So, um, you know, it might be helping in areas that improve your health and that's going to lead to better performance. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely lots of different ways that um, it can, you know, potentially help us as as people as well as um, as runners. So um, from what you've said, it, it's and understandable, I guess, why people might think that MCT oil could be used as an ergogenic age because of that faster delivery to the muscle and the rapid conversion to ketones and so on. Um, but there maybe just isn't the the science to back it all up. Exactly, Aileen. You know, from what I said, you would think, well, why isn't it being used then? Yes, these are all great reasons why it could support performance. Um, and I think it's because of this that the, the, the research is being carried out. However, to date, the studies aren't confirming that it's beneficial for exercise performance. So, you know, the, 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 that true recommendation can't be given. But Cases um, cl clearly studies do need to be ongoing and are ongoing. So hopefully, as time goes on, the, there will be more definitive um, evidence out there. Mm. So one of the things that I think people will be will be, will be interested in uh, is finding out about the potential effects of MCT oil on body composition. Um, and I think that's something that most runners are concerned about, you know, whatever their um, size and shape. Um, so if we think about comparing MCT oil or MCTs compared to the long-chain triglycerides or the long-chain fatty acids, the MCTs are lower in calories, um, but at the same time, they're known to increase that feeling of fullness following a meal and therefore you know could um, potentially reduce your appetite and so this could lead to a reduction in food intake as well as potentially a reduction in meal portion sizes so that's something to consider um, also mcts uh, are burned faster by the body besides other fats and, and like we mentioned earlier they're predominantly burned as heat so that thermogenesis um, and as a, as a result of that, MCTs um, don't tend to be stored as fat or very little of them are stored as fat. And therefore, that would support weight, uh, weight and fat loss. Um, so, you know, there are a few areas there that we can see um, where MCT oil has the potential to manage body composition or to support us in managing body composition and maybe help prevent obesity. Um, and for runners, you know, it could help you uh, reach optimal body composition, which again, indirectly would benefit your running performance. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. But just to bear in mind that there is always another side to the story. There's always a flip side. And and interestingly, in the blog I mentioned earlier that Oscar Jokendrup um, wrote, I think it was in 2015, he mentioned um, at that time there was a recent meta-analysis paper that suggested the replacement of um, these long-chain triglycerides with medium-chain triglycerides triglycerides in the diet could um, potentially induce modest reductions in body weight and composition uh, without adversely affecting lipid profiles. But the this um, meta-analysis also noted that the quality of the research wasn't 
currently that great. And therefore, again, further research was required. And, you know, that possibly the jury is still out on MCT uh, for body composition. Um, so it, it, it's it's it, it would appear that the majority of evidence would say yes, it is really supportive of body composition and weight loss and weight management. But there's always you know that flip side, and somebody some research sees something different. So was he yeah. just saying, Karen, that it was just there was be a modest effect? Is that what his his main thing was? Is like. Don't expect it. Don't expect miracles. It's just going to make a modest difference. Exactly. Exactly. It's not going to be a, a, a very significant. Um, and also what he was saying was that even though there was this modest um, benefit, the research wasn't um, of the quality. He felt that, that that it wasn't quality research that was determining that. So that's what that's what he was saying there. So, but my thing is with that, Karen is you know he's probably um, or the studies that he's reviewing will be based on athletes, whereas other research might be based on the general public who might actually have a different body composition at the start of any research. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, just to put it in context as well, like I said, the blog was in uh, 2015. So, so recent, uh, so not that long ago, but there's been, you know, there has been more, more data since then. And that 2022 review paper um, has kind of helped bring things up to date um, regarding using it certainly in sport. So, um, yeah, it does depend, Aileen, on on how you're viewing it, what the research, what research you're looking at. Like you're saying, is it just um, the general population and looking at the health benefits and just body composition and weight? Or are you looking at these um, these areas linked to athletes? So um, it, that, that is going to make a difference. Okay, so we've explained what MCTs are and we've determined that they may not directly enhance running performance, however, they might indirectly support your performance. Although the data is still conflicting and definitely more research is required, as always. So, Eileen, I think this might be a good time for a quick short, um, a quick advert break. So I'll hand over to you. Okay, thanks, Karen. Uh, so this is the moment in the episode where we tell you a little bit about what we do outside of the podcast. And today we've been talking about MCT oil for health and running performance. And uh, MCTs are principally extracted from coconut oil, as we've been talking about. Um, so from what we've discussed so far, whether you consider using coconut oil or pure, pure MCT oil, um, you you may be... Um, feeling that that could help support your overall health and running performance. Um, so you might be considering um, where to buy it and what to choose. So one of the things that we we do um, often during our episodes is we mention our favorite brands and products, and we're going to share a few of those with you later on in the episode. And, and we've, we've, what we've done is uh, we've gathered all our favorite brands together in one place on our website so that, you know, when you're listening to us, you might be out and about doing things and you might think, where, where can I get this information? So if you go to our website and look at our shop page, you'll see all of our um, 
favorite products and, and brands are, are listed there. And um, we, we did that because there's so many products available, um, you know, that you can find on the internet and in shops that claim to support health and, and running performance. And it can be sometimes a bit overwhelming and difficult to know which one to choose, uh, whether it be food, supplement, running gear or screening tests. There's, there's lots of different um things that might be of use to you. And that's why we're sharing our recommendations. Um, so when you're, um, you know, looking at our list, just be um, reassured that everything that we're recommending are brands that we use with our clients and for ourselves. And, and we feel the natu- natural, um, they're reputable and ethical brands. And that's why we're listing them for you. So if you're interested, you can look at our website, which is runnershealthhub.com. Click on the shop page and you'll see that um, we've got various different categories there. And in the um, the food brand section, you'll find Revital and Planet Organic, um, which are both um, uh, health food shops and you can buy online from them. And both of them stock um, MCT oil and other natural coconut oil products. And as I say, we'll mention some names later on. Um, now, we always uh, are updating our page because we, we come across new products and brands often and we update the list. So we would um, suggest you check the page regularly. And we, we hope you, you like our recommendation and choices and um, you know get the benefits from them that we do, as well as the benefits that our clients do. So we hope you enjoy using them. Great. Thanks, Aileen. Okay, so now let's consider how you could introduce MCT oil into your supplement plan. If indeed it is the correct approach for you, and that is really important to consider. Now, thinking about whether it would be appropriate or not to introduce the oil as as a supplement, this would really depend on your health and your running goals. So, for example, If you were considering using it purely as an ergogenic aid, then it's not something that we would recommend um, because the science really isn't there to back it up. And um, and in fact, the, the review paper, the 2022 review paper that I discussed earlier, they concluded by saying, and I quote from the paper, based upon the results of this review, Coaches and health practitioners should use caution when suggesting MCT oil for athletes. So, um, so not not really recommended um, for athletes purely as an ergogenic aid at this moment in time. However, if it's maybe weight management and or body composition that's your goal, then MCT oil might be beneficial because the science is more substantiated in that area. And this really appears to be linked to its ability um, to, to bring about the satiety, so this fullness after eating that Aileen um, spoke about. Also, its influence on metabolism and metabolic rate and the fact that um, it's, it's, there are limited stores as fat it tends to be burned as heat, as energy instead. So um, so those are the key reasons why it may support weight and body composition management. Yeah, and I think, as I said earlier, I think that's a really um, important thing for many midlife female runners. Most of us have to manage weight and body composition on a, a regular basis. 
Um, so with bearing that in mind, Karen, are there any specific female factors linked to MCTs that we need to consider? Well, I have to say when I was doing all the research for the for around um, the subject, there was very limited information that I could find regarding females specifically. However, there was one study, um, it was carried out in 2003, so it is a rather old study, and it was carried out um, on uh, obese women, and um, they concluded that MCTs, and they were comparing them to the LCTs, so these long-chain triglycerides, they found that the MCTs had more significant positive effects on things such as energy expenditure, on body composition, and on um, fat oxidation, so that use of fat as fuel. And they also concluded in that um, paper that using MCTs instead of of the long-chain triglycerides in a targeted energy-balanced diet seemed to offer better protection from long-term weight gain. And they suggested that this was due to the the medium-chain triglycerides effect on that energy expenditure and that uh, its fat burning abilities but i think we 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 need to be mindful that this is only one paper that i'm quoting here and it is quite an old paper however you know the more recent research does appear to support this theory so um so it is interesting that it does seem to now they weren't comparing this to men or anything. It was just looking at um, at obese women and how it was supporting managing, reducing weight, but also managing it to, to keep it off on a long term basis. So that was that I think that is uh, very encouraging. Yeah, it is. And, and also, you know, it needs to be something that's part of an overall weight management strategy it's not just the one thing (laughs) taking every day isn't going to magically reduce your weight but you know it it could be a bit of a trigger and and a a tool to help manage uh, weight so yeah that's that's interesting Karen exactly and that's what they were saying you know that it was using these but in a targeted diet and an energy balanced diet as well so um so it's not just the MCTs that are going to make the difference Oh, yes, if only it was just one thing. That (laughs) magic bullet doesn't exist. I know, I know. Anyway, okay, so um, another area of health where um, I think MCT oil may be beneficial um, for us is to think about immune health. And immune health is a priority for everybody, but especially for runners, because we want to be fit and healthy and we want to protect ourselves against all the seasonal infections that um, you know, sometimes can happen at this time of year. And, and the reason that MCT oils um, may be beneficial to immune health is that they're known to help balance gut bacteria, which is really important for immune health. And they also possess antimicrobial properties. So they could help ward off or kill a range of pathogenic viruses, as well as potential fungal infections and bacterial infections. So um, that's another uh, positive um, benefit of using them. Um, So Karen, shall we move on and think about how um, we could all introduce MCT oils into our diet and supplement plan? Um, what, What advice have you got there? 
Yeah, well, I think my initial piece of advice, as always, would be to seek some professional support in in making the decision whether to introduce the MCT oil as a supplement or not, especially if you are considering using it specifically as an ergogenic aid. You know, speak to somebody, get some advice, and remember that you can always have a conversation with with us um, to to discuss really the best approach approach for you for your individual health needs your individual running goals and you can do that by um, just going to our website uh, runnershealthhub.com and click on the work with us and complete the the free call form and you can and we can have a chat now the next key piece of advice I think would be to just be mindful of the amount of MCT oil you take because like we mentioned earlier, it has been found that amounts greater than 30 grams as a serving size appears to lead to digestive symptoms. And for some people, these symptoms can be quite severe, including that um, vomiting and, and diarrhea, which would be very debilitating for a runner. Yeah, it certainly would. And I think the advice um, everyone should can consider is when you you start taking MCT oil is to increase intake gradually until you find your personal tolerable level as it were because it's going to be different for everybody Um, so you could begin by maybe introducing five grams per day for several days and then if no symptoms were experienced then you could increase by five grams and again observe um, how you react to and how, what symptoms you might have over a few days. And then you can just keep gradually increasing and following this until you reach the, the 30 grams that are suggested. Um, you might be able to tolerate more, but 30 grams is what the current research suggests. Um, and obviously, if you do experience any symptoms, just reduce your dosage, um, maybe by five grams, and then see if, if you can tolerate that. So, that's um that's a good approach to take if you're new to MCT oil. Yeah, definitely. So it's a bit like what we speak about regarding introducing food for training, isn't it? You know, build up, start gradually and build it up and and find your own toleration for for foods and, and here it's for the MCT oil. But also remember that coconut oil um which comes from the coconut meat. So that yeah, that white flesh of coconut contains between 62% to 65% MCTs. So it might be that you just need to increase your intake of coconut and coconut oil um, in different ways. So I'm thinking here, for example, cooking with coconut oil instead of using olive oil, um, maybe making our um, our own coconut slices. Uh, we've got a recipe for that, and I'll put that uh, the link to the recipe in our show notes. And it's a very very easy re- recipe. There's no no real cooking, and um, there's no baking or anything. It's a very easy recipe, and got lots of of coconut in there in different forms. You could add coconut cream to curries, or you could just eat the fresh coconut slices as a snack. Um, and and th- these little chunks of of coconut flesh or coconut meat, as it's called, uh, are easily sourced in most supermarkets. I would say so. So so those are some ideas. Yeah, and the other thing you could do is maybe add shredded coconut to sweet or savoury dishes. Um, it makes a great addition to homemade granola, 
or maybe to a healthy crumble topping. So say for an apple or rhubarb crumble, uh, you could add it to smoothie. And a lot, what a lot of people do is add coconut oil or MCT oil to coffee. Um, so I think in days gone by, it was called bulletproof coffee. That was quite a trend for a while. I don't know if people still do it. Um, but uh, yeah, using one to two tablespoons and adding that to a cup of black coffee might be a way of, of taking the MCTs. So just um, sort of thinking um, back to MCT oil for a minute, if you are considering purchasing MCT oil, our advice would be to, you know, as we always say, check the quality before you purchase. So um, when you're looking at the MCT oils, um, some of them are, are highly refined using a chemical and solvent process. Some of them might be chemically altered uh, and they also might contain fillers. So you might actually find there are other fats in there too. So like omega-6 um, fatty acids. So the, the the key thing to remember is choose organic MCT oil. And what you'll find is the production of MCT oil um, as a supplement isn't particularly well regulated. Um, so you really need to go to a high quality um, brand from a reputable supplier uh, that you already trust. And then you'll know that what you're buying, they'll have done their sort of due, due diligence checks for you and um, be providing something that's good. So a couple of uh, brand names that um, we can recommend are uh, Jaro Formulas and also Nutiva. Um, and uh, you can you know, obviously buy them direct from their suppliers, but you can also source them from Revital and Planet Organic, which I, I mentioned earlier on. So um, that's our advice on when you're choosing an, an MCT oil. Yeah, definitely. And just a, a final word from me would be to remember that other foods contain MCTs as well, although it is in much smaller amounts than MCT oil and coconut oil. And these foods include butter, especially butter from grass-fed cows, cheeses, um, whole milk, full-fat yogurt. And you do also get MCTs from palm oil, although this is really controversial due to its um, procurement causing wide deforestation. And that leads then to um, or is leading to a loss of wildlife diversity. And, and there are other ethical dilemmas linked to palm oil as well. So, um, so at the moment, certainly coconut oil and um, derivatives, the MCT oils, a derivative from coconut would be the way forward. But you will get small amounts in those dairy-based foods as well. Great. So thanks, Karen. That's lots of food and supplement ideas for everyone to consider. And um, if indeed they you feel that an increase in MCT intake is, is required. Um, so just to round up, Karen, would you give us your key takeaways for today? Yes, of course, Aileen. So um, first of all, MCT, so that medium chain triglycerides, just as a reminder, are a form of saturated fatty acids and are generally synthesized from coconut oil. Now, since the 1950s, they have been researched for their nutritional properties to support general health. And then since the 1950s, there has been um, a, more of a focus on their potential as an ergogenic aid in sport, principally as an additional energy source to glycogen. There is a 
great deal of hype around using MCT oil as an ergogenic aid, but just remember that the science behind the hype is currently really limited. Um, there is more substantiated research into its potential to support general health, including the heart health, weight management and body composition, as we've spoken about, and immune health. And, um, and a potential positive byproduct of supporting these areas of health could be improvement in your running performance. Now, MCT oil is 100 MCTs. However, coconut oil contains 62% to 65% MCTs, which is, is, is still quite high. Um, but do remember that smaller amounts can also be found in dairy-based foods, including butter, milk, yogurt and cheese. And then finally, what I would say is if you are considering purchasing MCT oil, remember to check the quality of the product that you purchase. Choose organic wherever possible and check the labels for any additional and unnecessary ingredients. So that's it for me, really, Aileen. Those would be my key takeaways. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Karen. And thanks for bringing such a, an interesting topic to the table for, dis for discussion today. And we really hope that our insights will help you, our listeners, make an informed decision about MCT oil and decide whether it's relevant to your personal health and running goals. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for women's changing bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband, which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. Mm -hmm.